what's going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of silver screen surfers i am one of your hosts andrew taylor and with me for this episode i have a special guest evan jordan from the video void podcast evan how's it going that's right i'm good man i'm good yeah we uh I'm excited to be on here. I've uh, I've I've talked yeah. to you, you know, a few times about this about the show, and even edited one for you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited to, especially about for this movie. You know, like it was a a treat to go back to theaters for. This. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so before we start talking about a quiet place part two, um, tell us a little bit about Video Void. Well, or void, void video. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Void video is uh, is basically uh, something that was born from me and Nick. At, like the discussions we always had with each other, just while we'd play games and stuff about movies, and like we start we reminisce about you know conversations we used to have in like video stores and stuff like that, and that's kind of mm-hmm. that's gone now. You know, you don't have that much anymore go to Redbox or you buy something on bod and that's that but i don't know i miss that like having a conversation with somebody else about movies whenever you're like talking about what to watch next and talking about what you like and just having that like interaction with another person over having watched the same thing you know and so like we kind of wanted to to like bring that back to life for ourselves and then also you know give like like the, the, the store clerks at the video stores when I was a kid, I feel like they shaped my taste. They give me recommendations. They, you know, and like we want to do that. We want to give people recommendations for movies that maybe they've never seen or maybe they never heard of or they miss somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're doing yeah. over there. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I remember, you know, going to Hollywood Video. That's the place that we would always go to. Because I feel like Hollywood Video is always cheaper than Blockbuster. Um, and there was always like a Papa Murphy's next to the Hollywood Video that we used to go to. Yeah. But I always felt like I never had any of those kind of conversations over movies. Because most of the time I felt like I was over video games that were yeah. able to be rented. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like kind of the same concept and everything like that. But yeah, it was just like one of those things where... <laughs> I. Uh, I'd always let my parents rent the movies because I would rather spend my choice on a video game. Right. <laughs> yeah. On a video game versus a movie. Cause I'd be <laughs> like, well, if I watch it once, it's only going to be like two hours. Right. But if I rent a video game, I can play it the whole weekend. Right. And then I'm good. So then <laughs> I would pretty much just watch whatever my parents got. But I don't, I don't really remember if they had any of those conversations of like, asking people about oh do you know if this is any good or whatever or what do you recommend yeah um because i feel like most of the time my parents always just knew what they were gonna rent yeah but yeah yeah i like i started I going this. to the video store like i'd ride my bike there when i was a kid because we lived in like a small town you know and like i yeah i spent a lot of time in there too like just hanging out like i wouldn't even be renting they'd be playing games behind the counter with the guy that ran it or like you know hanging out yeah. in there and talking about movies and stuff and i just like i have some fond memories of that and everything and i it also like i just think there's a lot of movies that get overlooked and i want to help those try to help spotlight those movies if possible you know there's some cool stuff out there. yeah i don't know yeah, definitely i did, did i'd I, say in the last like year i've i in the last year i've noticed that um like i've watched a lot of different movies that i felt like i never would have watched before 
and it it's not because I've had conversations with people about those movies, but it's mostly been like something that's recommended like off social media yeah. or if I have like letterbox, I feel like I always see like people watching different movies and I'm like, Oh, okay. If they're into that, let me try and watch it and see if I'm into it too or whatever. Yeah. So I know the conversation's not there, but I feel like the concept of still having weird recommendations is still there too. Definitely. Definitely. And that's like, we're, yeah. we gotta, we like starting our, our discord up and stuff and that'll kind of hopefully feed into the conversation as more where like people can chime in actually talk about mm-hmm. i don't think i i said you can we're on twitter too at void video pod and uh you can just find us on any any podcast service void video yeah yeah go check them out um but yeah so we're here to talk about a quiet place part two which just came out this last uh memorial day weekend and it came out on may 28th 2021 directed by john krasinski also written by john krasinski as well which uh is not like the first one yeah he wrote this one uh uh, by himself huh yeah yep he's got sole writing credits on this one i think the first one he did co-wrote with someone yeah someone yeah we brought that up on our podcast i don't know if you knew this or not but so so a quiet place was originally going to be a cloverfield movie the first one. I feel like that. I feel like I remember that. And it, it was like a canned Cloverfield script. They decided to do 10 Cloverfield Lane for the next Cloverfield instead of that. So then John Krasinski okay. took the the story, I think, that Scott Beck and Brian Woods had and the characters and stuff and then like kind of changed it up a lot and added the sound element and all that different stuff. I'm not entirely sure what all he added. Okay. Changed, but... Interesting. Yeah, I, I that sounds so familiar to me. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of those um, I don't want to say like failed sci-fi movies, but like those kind of like B sci-fi movies always end up being like a Cloverfield thing. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it was like it like stemmed from like a Cloverfield like concept or a script or whatever. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh I don't know if you ever saw it. I I I bet you have, but uh, Overlord. That came and, out, and, like, dude. I have ago. I have a Blu-ray sitting right next to me of that right now. It's it's in my stack of stuff to watch because Nick. Told Wait, me you still haven't watched? It? No, oh, no, dude. No, I bought it's the Blu-ray so though, good, and I, I gotta watch it now. Anyways, I think that movie was actually supposed to be a Cloverfield thing too. Ah, okay. And it like it like got reworked into something else, but J.J. Abrams is still like attached to it. I think he just produced the, produced the flick, but okay. it's it's a really good like B horror movie. Yeah, it um, seems like super Evan shit, you know, like. Oh yeah, it's very. <laughs> I really, really love that movie. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before, I feel like there's just a lot of these weird sci-fi movies that were somehow like used to be like a yeah a bad robot <laughs> or like a Cloverfield thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that at all about A Quiet Place till Nick brought it up, but I was like, wow, really? Like the it totally makes sense though. Like yeah, when you think about it. Definitely. Because they, they yeah. probably shopped those ideas out, right, for Cloverfield? They oh, They don't really absolutely. know what to do next, you know. Yeah. Well, J.J. Abrams is, I mean, he loves weird stuff. I don't know. But I feel like he used to be better about it back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, now it's just kind of like, I feel like he just produces, like, whatever now. Um, But anyways... 
but yeah, no, Quiet Place. Let's talk about kind of the the whole both the movies, I guess you could say. You know, and we'll definitely talk about spoilers here. So if you haven't seen either of the movies, definitely do that and come back later. But um, yeah, it's so. It, I remember the first time I saw the first one, and I saw it in theaters. And during the whole movie, I actually thought it was rated R. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. Um, just like a weird, for some reason, I was like, just the way like the marketing of the movie was, it felt ra- very rated R to me. Right. And then like halfway through the movie, I was like, I realized that there were like kids sitting next to me. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> Cause they weren't with like parents or anything like that. And I, you know, like I've, I snuck into Raider movies before too, but like it was a packed theater. Right. I just feel like you can't, I couldn't, I feel like you couldn't really get away with that, but I was like, wait, what the, why did, and they were actually, they were quiet the whole time. So that first movie going experience of a quiet place was actually great because it was exactly what it was supposed to be where yeah. no one says anything. And I feel like that movie and this movie obviously are so dedicated to making people actually not talk during a movie. (laughs) It's great. It's great because like, if you do, everyone's going to know who, who did it. Right. And then you're just going to get like booed out of there, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if you make any noise at all, you can hear it in the, in the entire theater. Like when we saw a quiet place part two, it was just me, my two kids that I took. And then, and one more one couple that was like across the theater and that was it because it was like a daytime matinee at a small theater yeah and uh so it was like dead silent it was perfect environment but the first one i just watched at home so i didn't like have that sure you know but it definitely like yeah. raised the enjoyment of it for me a lot being like in the theater and like seeing it on that giant screen and like having that quiet environment and like yeah. I like you said i think even if there were a lot of people in the theater it's it's designed to make you pay attention. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's one of the fair, very few movies that I feel like actually does a really good job at doing that. And I think it's because of how well the pacing is. Um, it's like such a tight 90 minutes. And it like never overstates its it never overstates its welcome. Yeah. Which is like perfect. It's like it's like one of those movie experiences that is so well paced that you're like, oh, I could watch that again, and yeah. I would feel like I'm not wasting any of my time. Yeah, and it's like they don't, they don't talk, right? Re- I mean, very much. I mean, because they they can't in the first movie. Yeah, I mean, for the very first half of the movie, there's like no talking yeah. at all. <laughs> and there's then, no dialogue for like forty minutes. I think yeah, in the first movie, at least forty minutes, and then I think the first time you can audibly hear someone is when they're by the lake with John Krasinski and yes. Yeah. The when they're at the kid. river, that's right. Yep. Or by the, yeah, by the river. I think that's the first time you actually hear. Yeah, Cause the kid's like, shut up. You know what the fuck dad? Yeah. Like they're going to hit. And he's like, nah, and that's when he teaches him like the, that it's the, the loudest yeah. sound, you know, will cover you up. Yep. So yeah, it, it's a very interesting movie experience, but it's so great like it's so perfect and yeah. 
like I'm glad I was able to see both of these movies in theaters. Um, I know that you said that you saw the first one at home. How how did you just your general thoughts on the first movie? What did you, what did you yeah, think I, about it? Yeah, I so I had seen the first movie. I watched it a few times at home. I, I liked it and I I showed it to some people and like I you know, but I just I, I wasn't like holy shit. I, I, this blew me away. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. They made a, a cool movie with a good concept. And then when I saw the second one, I gained a complete newfound appreciation for the first because yeah. it's it's essentially like one big movie because it picks up almost exactly where the first one ended i mean yeah. it does i mean it's literally within seconds of the first one ending yeah um yeah i, I was saying this to like i went and saw the movie with my wife um and i was saying it we i was talking to the next day, I think we went over to my in-laws and I was talking to her dad about the movie. And I was like, it's one of the very few, very few cases where I feel like the sequel surpasses the original. Definitely. Because like, it's really hard to say that for a lot of movies and it's been like that forever. Yeah. And it's like, it's only like a small handful of like movies. Especially horror. The second you know? one's better. Yeah, for sure. Like horror sequels um, are usually like it's they I don't know they have trouble with it a lot of times and and it's yeah. never it never has that like magic if the first one was great but this one's like better than yeah. the first one and made me like the first one more. Yeah. Do you feel like if you had seen the first one in theaters, do you feel like you probably would have enjoyed it more? Probably. Yeah, I would have probably been you know like higher on it just because the experience would have been better. I. uh Yeah. I don't know. It's just I think you get you get to see so much more of the world with this that you didn't get to see in Oh, absolutely. in one, yeah. you know, and I and I that made me like appreciate one more, you know, and like seeing mm-hmm. that ev- all the rules they 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 taught you and they built with part 1 were expanded upon and built upon even more with 2 and it was just super satisfying to to have that like Yeah. kind of expansion to the to the movie you, you thought you knew already, you know yeah exactly i can definitely tell that um john krasinski is a huge fan of the last of us yeah me and nick brought that up (laughs) it's very last of us yeah and i i think that's totally fine um i i think that you know sometimes people will argue like oh that's just kind of like that's too easy because the last of us obviously takes inspiration from other things right but like I feel like in this day and age when things like video games are getting bigger and bigger, I think that's a fair thing to kind of replicate like on film. Yeah. And I feel like he does a really good job at like world building as a whole, especially with how the movie, the second one starts out where instead of like, instead of going into the movie and picking up exactly where the first one uh, left off, which it does eventually, it starts out with a like a prequel essentially yeah which is awesome i thought it was awesome i thought this is the perfect way to start the second one um, yeah i agree versus I like kind intro. of holding yeah kind of like holding off and putting that later on in the movie i feel like that probably wouldn't have worked very well it's that's one thing that um, that like they both did i think perfect is the opening they they, they tell yeah. you the information you need to know about the movie the relevant information 
without ever like spoon feeding you or telling you anything. You see yeah. something happen and you know everything you need <laughs> to know about this movie from that intro. Yeah. Exactly. And like the intro of this movie I think is filmed really, really well. Oh yes. Um, and I I love like I love camera movements. I love you know camera shots where it's like following someone through somewhere. I, I love all that kind of stuff. And you know, sometimes when it looks like a camera shot is like easier said than done, it it kind of blows my mind where it's like, oh yeah, we had to do like all this crazy shit to get this spe- like specific shot. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, there's a um, a Vanity Fair. They have that that videos series on YouTube, like uh, notes yeah. on a scene. Did you watch that? With yeah, the... I watched this. I watched that one for this one. Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool seeing how they did that. And he said that that camera they used had only ever been used on like like big cg movies like like transformers and shit to shoot the the robot yeah. shots had that like autonomous thing on it you had to program or whatever the which is fucking yeah. wild <laughs> yeah so basically you had to for a little bit more context it's a camera that will follow or will do movements based on what you tell it to do yeah and so you'll have your actors who are performing the scene based on where the camera's gonna be and it just it looks really cool and it looks super natural though too if you like do it really well you know what i mean um and yeah during that vanity fair like video that you're talking about i loved how he was like oh yeah and you see here where the camera slides into my wife's face Uh, yeah like that was a mistake. the The arm on the thing broke, but it was like the perfect mistake, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was like the momentum um, of the car going back, like pushed the camera towards her face or some yeah. shit, and it like actually looked perfect. <laughs> yeah, like it caught like sincere. Yeah, terror. You know, actual like terror. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in terms of like the story, starting out with just life you know just everyday life i thought that was like great and but the 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 thing about that was that i knew that something bad was gonna happen right so i knew that even though that this is just normal life for them during you know they're at their son's baseball game or whatever right something's something awful is bound to happen yeah you know their future literally two minutes later (laughs) yeah right um and then like literally two minutes later you know, the asteroid or whatever you want to call it, the comet or whatever. Yeah. Uh breaks through the atmosphere and it just it looks so eerie. Yeah, it <laughs> like, does. And it's like that And I'm just telling you, yeah, if I was in that situation, like I am booking my ass out of there. Yeah. Like I'm not standing around and watching. That's what I liked about like they didn't they like there was no like, hey, the baseball game's over, everybody should go home. It was like nobody said a goddamn word. They just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's really i feel like how that's it, how it would happen be. yeah exactly that's what yeah. nick said yeah that's like how it would happen and he's he's right yeah. yeah and like i don't know about you i i grew up in a really small town yeah it did small towns almost my whole childhood yeah so like for up until like fifth grade i was living in small town um and like it, it is su- it like he did such a good job at capturing that feeling of a small town like yeah. just whatever rural america you know whatever small town uh working class people um and just kind of like seeing everything go down from that perspective yep seeing that baseball game like everybody knew everybody it was 
it, it like yeah i felt like i grew up there you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it, yeah i mean like yeah that's just what that's like what the midwest is about too you know like you have so many small towns and there's like maybe 10,000 people but like everyone knows everyone right or like maybe not even 10,000 people you know yeah most of the towns um, i grew up in as a kid were like 3 to 4,000 people yeah yeah and you know like seeing john Krasinski's character lee already meet Cecilian murphy who we knew who was going to be in this movie based on like the marketing material yeah seeing that they had a relationship before this all went down i thought was really cool too um just like oh okay like i i saw him in the trailer like i know he's going to be in this movie but it turns out like he actually knew right john krasinski's character so I thought that was cool, kind of like that's how he introduced uh, Cecilian Murphy. Yeah, and it's like it eliminates or, that awkward intro later too in the movie. Like you don't, you yeah. know who he is already as soon as they find him. So you know the the interaction between them of how she's like realizing slowly that that that's him. You know that that's Emmett. Yeah, like you are like it's it's just man, I, like he yeah. he thought through every aspect. You know? Yeah, because like in any other movie like this. That would just be some random person that they're meeting for the first time. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I've been out here forever. I haven't seen anyone in years or whatever. But I love that they already have a, this relationship with this guy because they right. they were they both lived in the same town and it added so much more her. weight to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um But uh yeah, that opening scene, tense as hell loved it um shot incredibly well um and i love sound design because i went to school for sound okay and this movie has really good sound design oh yeah um and i appreciate it because obviously they're still building off of like you said before the first movie it's introducing you to the world it's introducing you to the rules and even though the movie ends like almost perfectly to the point where you actually don't need a sequel, like it's cool to see that because a sequel was made, they're still able to kind of like expand on everything that they built in the first movie. Right. And it still feels fresh, which right. is like, I, I just, I was super worried that wasn't going to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was, might be a rehash of like the first movie. I, Cause I was thinking in my head, wait, I talked to it with some friends before, you know, before it came out or when they first announced it or whatever. I was like, we were trying to guess what they were going to do, you know, and everything. And yeah, I, I just, of all the, the ways that they could have took it, I would never landed on the way that they actually did take it. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would say that there is. So like after like that whole prequel section, I would say that there is kind of like a weird continuity error where like, if you remember at the end of the very first movie, they, you know, they figure out what the aliens weaknesses yeah, um, with those, that frequency like, on the camera yeah. or whatever, like run into the farm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's like two more that were running to the farm that doesn't happen or I'm assuming it does happen. I, I'm assuming they killed them is what I chalked okay. it up to, you know, like, I chalked it up to they know how to kill him now, so they killed him. Okay. But I don't know. You're right. It never really shows. Yeah, because, like, it literally shows the little kid sitting in the corner kind of, like, wincing. Yeah. And then she reaches out to grab him, and they leave. And then it kind of so, cuts yeah. forward to them in that field. So I'm assuming that they 
they killed him in in, in between okay. there. Because you see him in that field with the sniper. Yeah. They op- they fucking operated when that one rolled up. You know, like they knew they were like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. They knew exactly what to do, and it was like they were oh, all yeah. It. So like yeah, I- I'm assuming they killed those other two. Yeah, you're probably right. I know it's a, like a weird nitpick. Like I oh, sometimes I, I definitely I noticed movies. It. Yeah, I definitely noticed like, it. I, I like, overthink uh, stupid things like that. Yeah, because it, it showed it as being like, because it ends with her pumping the shotgun. Remember the first one? Yeah, was. it's like it's like like I said, it's like the perfect ending. It's a, it's almost like, oh okay, this this is great. Yeah, ninety minutes. Don't need another one ever. You know, because you just kind of like you don't want them to kind of you know mess it up, right? right. Like you don't want them to kind of rehash yeah, the same and thing. I was so scared this is gonna ruin it. Like, yeah, it but then be... they go ahead and they do it anyways, and they actually pull it off, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. this is great. Um, but yeah, I, just the whole setup of them being like, okay, well, we figured out how to kill these things. You know, our house is on fire. You know, our, my husband's dead. Their dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I, I get the situation that you're in at that point. And then, you know, they go off and they're, they're able to find, based on, from the first movie, uh, it sounds, it looks like there's other people in the area. And then the one tower that's, you know, still still light up, lit up or whatever, turns out to be it's Killian Murphy. Yeah. Killian Murphy's character, Emmett. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Like I said before, in any other movie, that would just have been a random right, person. Yep. And then it would have just been like, it would have been oh, the doc yeah, people, I, I right? Would... It would have been the doc people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, some weirdo yeah, or whatever. Yeah, some weird ass people who are like, like, yeah. you know, doing some bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then it turns out, uh, but then they like, you know, he has a soft heart or whatever, soft spot or whatever, you know, you know how like all yeah. this movie trope goes, but I loved it that they already knew him. Like they already had that established relationship, so, which just makes it perfect. Yeah. And it kind of like. And then it kind of. Oh, go ahead. He wasn't just, you know, like it, it, they did a good job of, I think, making it feel like he actually would have a kind heart in that situation. I think, you know, like because his, yeah. his family had died and stuff. So it felt like I believed him, you know, that, that he would do that. Well, I also kind of believe that he would also be like, no, you can leave. Yeah. You know, like I can see it from that standpoint, which is what he did in the movie where he's just like, I, I don't want you here. Like you need to leave. Like there's not enough supplies for even me. He didn't want to go through that you know, loss that again. So he wanted him gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or he, you know, he could just be like, I don't want to have to be responsible right. for anyone else anymore. Yeah. Um, Which I totally understand, which, you know, you later on find out that he killed his wife who was in pain going through some sort of infection or whatever like that yeah um and i that was the that was actually one of my only gripes of the movie that we'll get into a little bit later but um yeah the, i mean going from there thing. to yeah well my gripe of the movie is the kid didn't need to leave the thing to like go look around (laughs) yeah yeah later on the movie when he's like i'll be right back you know leaves the baby and stuff yeah i was like you and i'm like you didn't need to do that and and, but i get it like it's the setup to tension yeah so then he goes and looks and he finds out oh he finds a dead body and i'm like okay well that was i knew that was coming and then he's gonna trip over something and then he's you know one of the monsters is gonna come and that's exactly what happened (laughs) yeah like 
that was so like predictable. Yeah. Um, but I, I get it. It was to build tension up to towards, you know, the end game of the movie or whatever you want to yeah. say. Um, but yeah, kind of going back after they meet Emmett, you know, or well, you know, meet him again or whatever. Uh, how did you, did you appreciate the fact that they actually like, uh, Millicent Simmons's character is the main character now? Like they, that's what they did for this movie. Did, did you like how they did I, that? I, I liked that. Yeah. Cause I, she's kind of like, yeah. she's like her dad, right? She, she's very much like John, like Lee. Uh, yeah. And, and she kind of like has that stubborn, I'm going to do this, you know, and make it work kind of attitude yeah. like he had. And, and she's very like, uh, genius too like she's the she's quick on her feet like he was you know? so i think it yeah I, I wouldn't have thought that they were gonna do that but i liked it that they did that yeah and yeah like just the whole premise of the movie of them figuring out that there's a signal out there or something like that saying right or, well she she finds out that it's they're trying to give away their location through the song. Yeah, they think it's just music. All the adults do. And yeah, they think it's just like, hey, repeating this music. This is a message. Yeah. You know, like they're trying to tell us yep. where they are. Yep. And I like, I like that. I, um, and she's one, one hell of an actor too. I mean that, like she, yeah, she does a great job in this, and I she respect that job. they, yeah. they like cast an actually deaf actress. Uh, yeah like that i don't know they they nailed that aspect of it and when they sh- i really like how when they show her character you go into her bubble of yep. no sound like yeah yeah he was talking about that during that vanity fair yeah um video too where it was like talk him talking about how he wanted to make sure the audience felt the same way or could hear things the same way that she would hear things kind of happening you right. know um where it's kind of muffled yeah um but yeah no i like i said i felt like the sound design in this movie was really really good and they did a great job at incorporating the sound design with her character so that the audience knows exactly what's going on from her perspective right um so yeah props to the the sound design team um but yeah just you know them uh her or millicent character kind of going out on her own and then uh killian murphy going after her and them meeting up with the crazy people (laughs) and i was like that to me felt so last of us yeah um definitely like just yeah like super last of us one to me like ellie would run away and joel would go catch up to her and then all this shit would go. yeah exactly yep and you know there's some crazy person um and i, I think, think from the first milson's character is very similar to ellie in the last of us in the sense that you believe in her like she's capable of taking care of herself yeah you know it's not like a lot of movies some kid like nick mentioned this will 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 run off and you'll be like what a dumbass kid you know and then like but you never think <laughs> yeah. that with her you're like oh she's about yeah. to do this shit you know yeah yeah that that is actually really true i didn't really think about it that way because i feel like uh I feel yeah I feel like every time there's a kid in a movie I'm like oh my god there's some way they're going to mess this up. Yeah, they're like, there to be stupid, right? Cuz they don't know the yeah, rules there and stuff is to like to do an adult, something dumb. You know? Yeah. And, but then in the end <laughs> they're going to like come through and 
save everybody or whatever um yeah but they avoided uh, that i feel like with this except for the one moment yeah. with the boy you know like you said but yeah that they exactly. didn't i don't know that if they was, like, it was they needed to do something with him i think because he was just kind of there by himself and he was not like you know well he stepped into the bear trap which i yeah totally i totally respect him screaming because what else do you do in that yeah, moment fuck man that um, was such an intense moment that that is yeah that was very intense and then still though when the beast thing rolls up or whatever but they use the the frequency thing that whole just how it like is contorting like all over i think it looks so freaking cool yeah uh but then when they like blow its head off like it looks even cooler <laughs> yeah dude uh and so it's like uber like super sci-fi gory like, i love it it's from the perspective of the sniper scope like most of it is and that's cool. Yeah. Like that was a cool yeah. like shot. I thought showing you the scene through the scope. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot, of, I think the marketing for that particular moment was like from their perspective. Yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah. And then like when they actually showed the movie, it's from Killian Murphy's characters, uh, sniper uh-huh. scope, which I, yeah, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, just like I was talking about before, you know, when they run into the crazy people, I'm like, this is this is so last of us. Um, but like it, it works really well with the world that they're kind of setting up, you know, especially with uh, Killy Murphy's saying, you know, Killy Murphy's character saying, oh, you don't want to know who's out there. They're all just terrible people now. Right. Um, and then you find those, which people. is crazy because there's only been like. It's only been like two years since this all happened or something like that. Yeah. Not it's that, like. that's one thing with this movie that I feel like the eradication of the human race has happened significantly faster from these aliens than it does in a lot of movies, you know? Like yeah. they have came here and just absolutely killed the shit out of us. Like Yeah. <laughs> you know, in two years there's like nobody left pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that though, because like obviously there is some context that's given through uh the papers that are from the first movie. You know, and he has like all those papers oh, like, yeah, over yeah. like the board and stuff like that. There's news headlines. Yeah. But I feel like this movie actually does a good job at letting at letting you not know what's going on with the rest of the world. It well, yeah, because, that's like, true think, too, is it never really tells you. Yeah. You know? Like you you yeah. you only know what's happening immediately around these people. Because how would they yeah. know? They have no way of knowing what's going on anywhere else. Exactly. And I like think of like Hawaii. Like, uh, an asteroid would have specifically had to land there. That's true, yeah. Or land, like, on a Hawaiian island, because there's many islands Okay, there, like, all right. I want a Quiet Place yeah. side movie now, where there's a, it's a, it's a, a black comedy, and it's like, some dude gets on an airplane <laughs> going to the United States and has no fucking idea, and they all land, and it's just, the, 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 the aliens are there. <laughs> or something like that, or, like, I... You know, I don't I know it's like super tropey, but like kind of doing a, a side movie where it's the perspective of like I don't want to say the military, but like some sort of like outside yeah. entity, I guess. I I don't know. I, I it it would probably unfortunately have to be a stupid military movie. Um Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, because like if this happened for real, that's who's gonna try to take care of it, right? Is the military. Yeah. I mean they're gonna get beaten by these things, but it's I would assume yeah. anyway. I don't know. It'd be fun but to like see. Like I that said, fight. I feel like there's definitely 
patches in this world that aren't affected by this maybe so yeah you're right that there, there yeah. probably are like pockets of of civilization still out there yeah and so i i, I would i guess i would want to see a movie from that perspective yeah that'd be cool because um, i somewhere else yeah i think they've talked about i think they have confirmed that there is going to be some sort of like spin-off movie yeah i saw that but they actually haven't have they officially confirmed Quiet Place 3? No. That, that, so, so the article came out first and said A Quiet Place 3 has been confirmed. Well, then a follow-up, like an update to the article or a follow-up article or whatever, said, wait, actually, it's a side movie. It's not A Quiet Place 3. It's a movie taking place in that universe. So I don't think they've actually confirmed that there's a, a follow-up to this one, but there is a okay. some sort of other Quiet Place movie coming. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, they they clearly the way this one ends is clearly like it's open ended. Yeah, where they could continue and see where the rest of the universe goes. But like, yeah, like you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, it like does actually work really well as like one big movie. Yeah, um, I, I would have liked to like when the Blu-ray comes out, I want to double feature them one day and watch them all as like one big movie. Yeah, I would do that for sure. Um. But yeah, kind of going back to the, uh, the crazy people, uh, you caught that that was Scoot McNary, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I made that <laughs> joke in our podcast about. What was that article, okay. the headline that headline uh, that, that they put out that everybody memed like Leonardo DiCaprio, unrecognizable in new Scorsese movie, <laughs> and he just fucking looks like it's like Leo sitting there. And like, yeah, but he <laughs> has like a little literally... bit of like prosthetic makeup on. Yeah. yeah. Scoot McNary, literally <laughs> almost unrecognizable. It took me yeah, a second I was like, to realize second. that was him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a second. He looks familiar. And I was like, oh, like yep. right before he got killed. I was like, oh, that's Scoot McNary. And then he got killed. Which um, I have to say this since we brought up Scoot McNary. Go watch Monsters. Everybody go watch Monsters. He's fucking yeah. sick. Everyone should watch Monsters. I haven't, I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. But yeah, everyone should watch Monsters. Um, and uh, Halt and Catch Fire, too. Oh, I'll add um, it to the list. Never seen it. Yep. It's a TV show. With Scoot from Dairy. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, just that whole sequence. Uh, well, actually, it's three different. Is it three or four different sequences? It kind of goes back and forth. Because like, the whole time yeah. they're there, it's flipping back and forth between them and the other situation that Emily Blunt and yep. the boy are in. It's Millant Simmons character, Killian Murphy, and then it's the son, the and the baby, and then Emily Blunt. Yeah. She's off trying to get the more air, air or oxygen for the, the baby thing. Yeah. And my my wife during like that whole sequence of the kid being like, I'll be right back and I was just like that was my least favorite, like I was talking about before. <laughs> yeah. That was my least. I was like, this is so tropey. Of course you would go look. But you were told to stay there. Also, like, didn't you, like, just step in a bear trap, like, yeah. five hours ago? <laughs> um, or, like, a day ago or whatever? Um, but, yeah, I was like, whatever. I was like, okay, because I know that this is building to something bad happening, but she's going to come back just in time to, like, save them, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, and it actually, I liked that it was, she didn't bail him out, you know, like she kind of did. She saved his ass for a second, but then in the end, he like, once the broadcast happens or whatever, he stepped up, you know, that was like his defining moment. Yeah. It led to his defining moment, I think. Yeah. Cause his defining moment. And then. Because the first movie that the, it's very clear that Marcus is like the most scared of all of them. Like he, he, he's scared of these things. He doesn't. 
he, he's not a, I feel a like take action. Scared of these well, I mean, yeah, everybody's scared of him, but you know what I mean? Like, he's like, um, he, he's like, doesn't, uh, like You're petrified. Yeah, exactly. Like, it. he just fucking freezes completely whenever they, like, he doesn't, he can't even operate, you know? Like, they're able to, like, <laughs> keep functioning yeah. and get away from him, and he just kind of breaks down when he sees him, like, yeah. And, and it's kind of like he finally, his dad's telling him, like, you know, in the first movie, I'm not going to be here. You're going to have to learn to step up sometimes and stuff. And then, like, this this movie, he finally does that, you know. Follows through. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I, I do like the conclusion of, like, the storyline that I'm obviously the most invested in is Millicent sure. and yeah. Killian's storyline. Absolutely. Like, 100%. And them getting to that island that they needed to go to and finding that there's people there kind of just living life like a hundred percent. Like they're not living life the same way that they were living where it's like, you have to be quiet. They're walking on sand. They have sand paths that they like make, yeah. make to like go everywhere and stuff like that. But they're just on an Island completely safe, completely fine. Yeah, listen to music around I'm, a fucking campfire. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, this is not, this is this is definitely something that bad is gonna happen here. That's what I was wondering is how when the, when yeah. they got there is how are they gonna gonna like bring this all together now you know yeah and I, I liked how they but did like, it yeah but like if you were paying attention yeah it's exactly you know it's kind of like it's so accidental unfortunately yeah um and yeah I mean just that whole sequence of you know, them finding out that there's this community on this island and all these people and life is normal. And I'm like, okay, obviously something bad's going to happen. And then, you know, killing Murphy, finding the boat that the cannibal people had floated to the island that had the gashes all over it from the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, like oh, he immediately puts two and two together of like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool it's scene, so too, of like the aliens yeah, like, it's just so... wrecking shit. Yeah, there. I I don't know about I don't know if you notice this, but there are a couple of shots in this movie that are very Spielberg ish. Yeah, and I can see that for sure. Yeah, one of them was during the prequel part where they're running out of the bar where that like girl's phone went off, and like the thing busts through the bar and just like started killing everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And they run out the back, right? Yep. And there's like a shot where they're running down an alley and the thing like bursts out of the back of the bar and to the side of the shot, you see them, you see John Krasinski jump over like a fence thing and she rolls underneath it. Yeah. Um, It just feels like very, that's like a very like Spielberg thing, like a very like Jurassic Park. I was about to say, yeah, like with the, with the dinosaur, like I could see Mm. that being a dinosaur busting out behind them as they're running, you know, like, yep. That's a very like I love I love those shots like I like the first Jurassic the first Jurassic Park movie is like a hundred like that's a perfect movie to me that's my favorite movie of all time uh yeah, all the other so ones long, are so good yeah all the ones are all the other ones are fine um but like thankfully they all kind of have a little bit of that Spielberg in it yeah where they I get shots like that and the fact that I got a shot like that in this movie I was like oh that's fucking awesome um but then that kind of like going back to the towards the end of the movie uh 
where he's running back to tell everyone like go get inside and everything like that um seeing him like run and then the alien comes out of nowhere like that also felt like a super spielberg thing too yeah yeah Um, definitely but yeah that was a super tense scene i loved um just kind of seeing everyone just fucking running like yeah exactly it's like like it's just like obviously it's chaos and you're supposed to be it's just like they're detached from they're not expecting this right that's what was was interesting about it is that it's they're not living in that constant state of alertness like everybody else is on the mainland you know so they were just yeah completely blindsided by this yeah and i will say that um i i didn't like how damon hensu's character was treated Mm. where it's just another black guy that gets killed and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, they did him dirty as fuck. I, sorry, I had a drink in yeah. my mouth. But and yeah, they also they did, did the cop dirty. dirty as fuck, too, at the beginning of the movie as well, who was also... Oh, yeah, yeah that, where they where he, they were hiding behind the car. I forgot yeah. about that. I'm like, y'all gotta get past this trope of killing the black people. In the, I was just about uh, to say, there's, they killed only two black people, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's shitty. I, I really, honestly, like, Damon Hensu should have his own movie. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, I like that guy a lot. He can really act. He like can. he's been in fucking Gladiator. Like for Jesus Christ. You want to? Like, you want to know what one of my favorite performances of his is? Where like at the he, it feels so emotional to me every time. And this is super weird of a pick. Is never back down. Have you seen? Yeah, him? he's really yeah, fucking I, I, good. I in did that see movie. that movie in theaters. I saw that movie in theaters in high school. Yeah, he's so good in that, and he's like gives an emotional performance. Yeah. Like you believe, you know his character yeah. story well that. yeah thankfully he's had like a couple of movies like that where he's like at least the secondary character like yeah. blood diamond he gives a really good performance too yeah he does i like blood diamond um i haven't seen blood diamond in a very long time but i do remember um most of that movie um but yeah i mean he doesn't even his character in this movie doesn't even have a name i was just and, about to say he's like man on the island yeah. isn't he he doesn't they don't even yeah i think like on letterbox it says like man on the island and I, you know, like I, I definitely didn't think about it at the time, but like when they got to that island, you'd think they'd be like, "Hey, we know how to defeat these things. Like, we should probably go do this now." Instead, they like wait a night to like go do yeah. this thing, and for them to even get there, they're getting chased by an alien. Which that whole scene with them getting in the car and stuff like that—that that also felt very Spielberg. Yeah. So, yeah, them driving like out said, to the end of the island or whatever and all that, away yeah, from everybody. Yeah, th- that all felt very Spielbergish, and yeah, John Krasinski's obviously a fan of many different nerdy things like us. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I like which I, is great. This kind of movie is 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 Spielberg's domain, you know. Like, so it's that's the perfect yeah. uh, you know person to uh, take stuff from if you're gonna if yeah you're gonna do that. Did you ever see? Did you ever see his War of the Worlds movie? Yeah, that's the one with Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. What did you think of that movie? Because, like, when I watched that movie growing I think it came out in 2005. I was going to say, I watched right. it, like, I haven't seen it in probably over 10 years, so I, I'd i have to watch again to that say movie, if it's actually good, but I, I liked it then. That movie's legitimately scary. Yeah, I, I liked it then. I, I saw <laughs> like, it in theaters twice, I think. I, I went and saw it with my yeah. friends and then went back the next day because I was like, this shit was awesome. Yeah. Um... I think I saw, I don't remember. Did I see that movie in theaters? If I did, it would have been with my parents. 
I saw it at like we had a little tiny theater, kind of the same thing as the movie store. Honestly, I've always been super into movies, even since I was a kid. And like, yeah, me too. We'd yeah. ride our bikes to the movie theater or to the video store, and we rode our bikes to the movie theater yeah. that day. And watched uh, World of Worlds. Man, I miss ticket prices being like three dollars and twenty five cents. Um, yeah, because that was a thing that I actually was able to witness in my lifetime. Yeah, those <laughs> matinee like prices eighteen dollars were, were lit back yeah. in the day, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, going back to War of the Worlds. Yeah, that that movie was terrifying. And I feel like some of that movie is in this movie too. And I mean, obviously it it was directed by Spielberg, so like once again, like yeah. I said like five times already, but yeah, like I I I feel like I haven't had a movie experience like that where it is terrifying and grounded and re- realistic to some sense. Yeah. Um since that movie and I felt like this movie in particular over the first one gave me that more of World War of the Worlds vibe to yeah, it. Yeah. For sure. Um where it's, it's probably like, with the, them shit. them walking too. The, the, <laughs> it's just the like there's really movie. fucked up shit happening in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the semi yeah. road movie of them them going to try to find hope, right? And in like this fucking bleak world that they you know, don't yeah. have a lot of hope left in. And Yep. And they're like they're figuring out how to kill these things. Yeah. yeah, like water affects these things. The frequency f- affects these things, and they find a way how to, you know, finally kill these things. And you know, like I said, just I I didn't like how they handled Demond Hinsu's character, but yeah, I agree. It is what it is. It's like you know he's so you know he's. It's like oh why'd you have to write it that way? He's like yeah. hauling ass to this radio station, but the second he gets to the radio station, he's like I gotta go back. It's like. Bro, you were trucking here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then all of a sudden you want to just dip out and you only, you know, you only close the door behind you like halfway. Like, obviously you're going to get killed. Yeah. Um, And that's exactly what happens. I saw that coming. Um, But yeah, the next sequence where, you know, you have those two sequ- separate sequences now where it's Millicent Simmons character and Cecilia or uh, Killian Murphy and then Emily Blunt and then Noah Jupe, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I think so. Their characters and like just all that tension going on where, you know, the mom and the son are trapped in the the furnace. Which, I I I knew that was gonna happen, especially when they showed how they kind of keep the furnace, um, like notched open a little bit so that they can get in and out of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that towel is going to fall out eventually. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's tropes in here. There's things that you see coming, but I feel like it doesn't deter from the experience It doesn't. Experience that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it, it's like they, they're handled in such a way where it doesn't yeah. really, like, take down the experience. But I feel like it's probably because of the pacing and because – where where I feel like a lot of movies that have these things already in them, they stick on them too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like because he has so many things going on, on at the same time, you kind of overlook a lot of it. I, I appreciate that these movies are an hour and a half. If anybody else made these, they'd be two hours long and they'd be too long. You yeah. know, like I like think Michael that's Bay would if Michael yes. Bay had actually had made this, I know he produced it, but like yeah. if he had actually made it, it would have been like a two hour, two and, 20, two and 20, a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's like, no, too that's long. Too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is paced perfectly to where yeah. it's tension, 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 
all the while you're getting sprinkled some emotional, you know, like there's, there's never a lack of emotion, even though there's a lot of tension, which yeah. I think feeds it. They feed into but each other. There's very satif- well. there's satisfying resolution. Yeah. Too. While and leaving enough Avenue open that you're still like, huh, something else could happen, you know, like, yeah. And, but it's weird though. Cause like, I didn't feel like that for the first one. Yeah, I didn't until like, this. Did this gave me feeling. the notion of hey, they, they they something else could happen, you know? Yeah. Because the first one, I I thought it was going to be a one off thing, like you said it. And John Krasinski didn't even want to do a sequel. It was like a he didn't have this planned. It was like the success of the first one. I think the studio kind of pushed him into doing this, well, and then he, he yeah, ended I up mean, being you great. You know how Hollywood is. Yeah. yeah. Like they're always going to milk a good thing. Yeah. And. Even if a movie, even if a movie's planned to only be like one thing, like if you're a director slash writer, whoever, who just sold your script to like a studio or whatever, it's like pretty much whatever they want to do at that point. So you can yeah. either like get on board or get off. Yeah, you can either um, either get on board and see your your story taken in a way you want to take it, or you could see somebody else completely butcher it. You know, so yeah, which has happened a lot. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm glad he came back for this. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that he came back too. And like I said before, a um, lot of inspiration here from a lot of different like pop culture. But I felt like it was handled well, really well, to the point where it felt fresh. Yes. Even though it felt familiar at the same time. And, you know, like I said, definitely didn't expect the first movie to get a sequel and and even though it felt even though it was open-ended it still felt like it was a, a beginning and an end yeah and that was perfect like i didn't even i didn't even expect a sequel of quiet place and <coughs> yeah when i heard I, they I think were doing I do... a second I, I didn't think it was gonna be this i was like it's it's gonna be i don't know i just didn't i thought it'd be separate at least or like then when they did show it had these characters in it i was like i i I just man they totally surprised me with the way they took you know yeah yeah no i mean obviously it was because of the the success of the first movie but yeah i'm just glad that he was able to to build off of that and like make this the this is like one of the like this doesn't happen very often for me but like i didn't do this but it's a good feeling. You know that you've watched a good movie when the first thing that you want to do after seeing the movie is watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's super rare. Like there are very few, few movies that I watch where I'm like, Oh yeah, I could sit through another two hours of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I'm excited but, like, for this, this is... to like hit Blu-ray so I can watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Like watch it on my big TV and, have it at home or whatever but yeah, yeah double feature it, like i was saying i i, I like yeah that. you know like i think felt like cool. one big movie yeah, yeah. so exactly. what do you obviously you know at the end of the movie they get to the radio station she's able to share the frequency uh the sun and the sun is able to kill the monster that's about to kill them she kills a monster too and then it's you know it ends the movie ends um, where do you feel like they could take the third movie or where would you want to see them take the third movie if they even do it? I, the thing is now is that 
it's like what's next for this family it's that's the question is do they follow this family again or do they go to different people and i i mm-hmm. i think they're going to be really straining themselves if they follow the same family again like it's going to be yeah. hard to do something interesting with these people again which i i would have thought that after the first one had i known there was a sequel yeah. but i but then they they did it but i just think like they're they're really running out of stuff for these people to do the the I mean, they got to raise a kid now, essentially. So it's like they're, yeah. you know, they're gonna have to get somewhere and get still. So either, either you follow their life, like while they're raising the kid in their new second life or whatever, or you, or you go with somebody else. I mean, I think you go with somebody else. Yeah. And maybe you tie it into these people down the, yeah. down the line. Yeah. Because I mean, at this point, all they can really do is they go back for the mom and the son and the baby yeah, go and back bring to the them island. to the island yeah yeah like i feel like that's kind of like the no-brainer um but or it's like you said something else is happening somewhere else in the world and that yeah is gonna end up but i feel like that would be people. the spinoff yeah yeah i don't know that's what i'm curious about is what this because we know there's a spinoff coming i don't know if it's uh mm-hmm. if it's gonna be that or if it's gonna be i don't know I, I'm excited to just knowing that yeah. there's more coming because I, I there's so much they could do. Yeah, I feel like. What about the aliens? Like, are there variants to these aliens? We haven't seen any variants to them yet. So he, there was a video. There's a YouTube channel I call or I follow on um on YouTube, <laughs> and um it's called Heavy Spoilers. And this guy does a lot of like breakdowns of like big movies that come out. Um, like his one of his recent breakdowns was of Army of the Dead. Okay. Um, and he did one for Quiet Place Part Two, and he was talking about kind of like the concept of what John Krasinski wanted these things to be, and they were more of like he didn't want to do like the really tropey monster movie thing where these monsters are here to invade earth. They're here to kill humans. They're here to, you know, whatever there's an agenda. Like he didn't want to do it like that. He wanted to be like an accident that they landed there. Yeah. And so that was the thing where it was my, it was like, Oh, the idea is that their, their home world like exploded or something like that. But like, because of their skin, they were able to survive their extinction or something like that. And they were on a comet and the comet, traveled through space and landed on earth or whatever uh and i'm like okay that's fine like uh, i'm fine with that concept like i don't need i'm i'm like him like i don't want to have a movie where it's just like oh we're here to conquer earth right that's such like a 90s thing you know what i mean like yeah exactly we've already had that so uh i appreciate that it's just like that's what i love about it feels super these grounded particular and movies is that there's no background. Like exactly. I don't need to know where these fucking things come from. Like I don't. I, I think it makes it better, um, honestly, that you don't know where yeah. they come from because we it allows us to have this conversation. Yeah, you know, because you can give you can give these things lore. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, don't shove it in the audience's face where it just is like, oh, now you're just spoon feeding me information. That's one and thing like, these movies I re- never I, do. That I appreciate. They never yeah. spoon feed you anything. They show you and you yeah. organically learn everything you know about yeah. this world. Yeah. It's 
it's such a it's such a good movie experience and it, it, like you were talking about before it's like the perfect thing to like go back to the movies for yeah um like you know we're starting out summer the summer movie season right now and and for sure there's going to be a lot of big blockbusters and everything like that but i'm glad that they we were able to have one of the very first things to come back is be a sequel to the quiet place yeah and that exactly. it actually turned out to be really good <laughs> yeah i was so shocked so. at how much i liked this dude i was blown <laughs> away like i yeah i expected a fun trip like, to the movies with my kids because we haven't been in a while and stuff yeah and I, so i knew i'd like it but i never ever expected to be blown away like exactly this, you know yeah i was like like i said before perfect one of those very few instances where i'm like oh i could watch that again like yep. right now um yep. and the pacing's so good because it doesn't even feel like it's an hour and a half long no it feels um, quick it feels like you run through that you know yeah and i you know i would i I am interested though because like maybe he doesn't do the third one and like i would actually be fine with that like i wouldn't be upset yeah but like maybe he doesn't do a third one and they do like the spinoff movie but i want to see what he could do with like anything i don't know like any other kind of sci-fi or yeah, I'm curious to you know, see once like, a quiet place is done, what is he going to choose to go to next? Oh. Yeah, like is he is he because like stay he's directed in this? he's directed like a like a romantic comedy before. Yeah, before this movie, I think I think the quiet place the first one was like the second movie he ever directed. Yeah, um, I haven't actually seen that romantic comedy, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Next seen it. Um. So yeah, I'd be interested to see what he does because I feel like this has given him like a lot of experience to do a lot of things that Hollywood cranks out, you know, like I don't want him. I, it's I really him a lot of credibility to too, right? Like, yeah, it gives him credibility, but I don't want him to like, I don't want him to be like, Oh, I'm going to do a Marvel movie now or some yes, bullshit. Yes. Agree. Like that. Like, I, don't I don't want, want him, him to be to like the that. next Michael Bay. Yeah, no, that's really, yeah, that's really what I don't want either. Um, because we we already one is too many already. <laughs> uh, one one Michael Bay is too too many Michael Bay's already. Um, but like I I I want to like when when directors like this, people who you don't expect to like make something like this, I want them to to have free reign to do whatever they want. Yeah, to do. exactly. Instead of the studio being like, oh, we're gonna have them fucking take over the RoboCop franchise or whatever bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like, no, like, don't, don't do that. Like, cause I, I get what they're trying to do. They see talent and they're like, oh, that would be so cool if they took over this thing. Yeah. And obviously it's the director's choice to do it. Right. But oh, I think the going back to also the, has got to eat <laughs> the Gareth Edwards thing, right? The monsters, that movie is fucking great in my opinion. And after that, he went to big movies because they saw that he was capable of making these grandeur sci-fi tales and so he went to godzilla and star wars and i honestly would have much rather seen whatever he would have naturally chosen to do next than seeing his godzilla and his star wars yeah although like i liked his star wars movies like he barely even really actually did anything yeah yeah which sucks but um I don't I don't mind either of those movies, by the way. Yeah, um, I don't either. That's what I was going to say is I'm not like shitting on those yeah. movies. But like I 
But like, you'd rather see someone take the success off of something small that they came up with and like do, do something, something else. Even, yeah, that they can't. Yeah, come like up with. like like I want the I want the studio to be like, okay, let's give them more money, but let's also let them do what they want to create do. more Tarantinos. Where yeah. where you where a, a dude makes something sick and you go, all right, here's some more money, make something sick again, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and like then they just let them keep doing that, you know. Like I, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the reason why they don't do that very often anymore, or like at all, is because that person's name isn't Tarantino. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's riskier, right? They they they're like putting all this money on the line. They see it as safer to do a franchise that people already know and they're gonna go see. Than yeah, a new so IP that sad. yeah, which sucks, so you know, yeah. Sad. But that's just that's that's yeah. factors into it for sure, you know. Yeah, and, and like it's almost like it at this point, it's it's almost like what's your name? You know, like what's your name in Hollywood? You know, like Christopher Nolan can kind of do whatever the hell he wants, right? Yeah, there's you very know? few of those like people he, who actually get true free reign. You know? Yeah, and like Tarantino can do what he wants. Scorsese can pretty much do whatever he wants um so it's like a very like few select people that actually kind of get to have that opportunity to take like all this money and kind of do whatever the hell they want yeah um but i really wish that you know i feel like we do have a couple studios out there that do kind of do that thing where they do give them money and they go do what you want to do but when a movie like this um is like really successful i feel like i would i would be so excited to see a big studio do that and give them all the money they want to do like whatever they want yeah um for sure and not have it be like christopher nolan (laughs) yeah so that's just my take but anyways yeah um, i just would like them to have like like you said just more freedom like yeah be able to do what they want you know yeah, in the last few years, like, we've had a lot of, you know, it's been, like, kind of the renaissance of, like, a lot of these indie movies, you yeah. know, a lot that you guys have talked about, too, you know, on your podcast, where it's, like, it's kind of, like, it's more popular now to watch those movies over big movies, and it, it's, a, it's, like, almost, like, a very... uh it it might feel like a small community, but I feel like a lot of those movies have like a lot of people that are watching them. Yeah, um, you go look at the at the made. IMDb like review counts on some of these, and it's way higher than you would expect. And and honestly, yeah. I've been surprised by like some of the ones we've done. It's been the opposite. Like I thought they would be, like we picked one, and I'm like, oh yeah, a bunch of people have seen that, so it'd probably be good to pair with this one. And then we look up the review count, and it's like the opposite you know like i sometimes the yeah. movies you think are more popular sometimes aren't you know yeah <laughs> I, I man i would love to like see how marketing works for a movie like i i want to know how that whole process works and like how you go into it and how you kind of like think about it because i feel like i mean that's kind of like the first impression is like a mar- marketing and obviously for smaller movies, it's way more difficult, right? Where it's like you almost have to go to like a film festival. Like that's yeah, how you that's market the thing your movie. Is festivals. Yeah, pretty much. Like the, the, the people we've had on the show, the two director yeah. guests were both small yeah. independent directors. And that's how they, I mean, festivals, you know? Yeah. Like you have to do festivals for sure. And 
yeah i i i yeah i definitely love like supporting smaller director movies too though like oh yeah for sure i I watch anything really i'm definitely uh Mm -hmm. like there's a few types of movies that i just know it's not for me you know or whatever but Mm -hmm. uh but i still even like when i watch them i'm not like oh that was bad i just i get why other people like it i just don't like it you know yeah for sure i just like the act of watching something watching movies exactly no i i like to push myself to watch something different like more often than not yeah where you know not every movie has to be a new movie for me but like i at least want to try to put something in there that i haven't watched yet and yeah for sure I've done pretty i've done a pretty good job about it so um but yeah no it sounds like we both really loved quiet place part two um like like you said before I don't know where they're going to go if they make a third one. So they've kind of, you know, we, we've seen the Abbott family story at this point. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, maybe the I'm curious is, to, the, is the move, you know? Yeah. Maybe the spinoff is the smart play. And like I said, hopefully it's not, it's not like a military thing. Right. Cause that's like such a Michael Bay thing and I don't need that. Yeah. And <laughs> so. hopefully they don't, they don't like, I don't know, bastardize something that we like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, <laughs> hopefully I don't ruin it, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where can the, where can the people find you on Twitter, Evan? And where can the people follow void video? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at that Evan Jordan. Uh, and basically the, at that Evan Jordan on every platform letterbox times that Evan Jordan. So, um, and then Void Video, you can find on wherever you get your favorite podcasts at. Uh, we're on that service, too. Just look us up. And you can find us on Twitter, at Void Video Pod. We uh, have a website in the works right now with uh, reviews cool. and everything and uh, some other some other goodies. And then we got a Discord we're cooking up. So we got some things things coming, at, coming up in the uh, pipeline here, you know? Nice. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> way ahead of us. I don't know if we're going to do a website, but I mean, I, I, I'm stuck at home right now too, you know, out of work. So, cause I I hurt my back. So I, uh, I got a lot of time right now and I'm trying to be productive with it. That's, that's a smart way to look at it. Yeah. You got to be productive for sure. No. Yeah. No, that's exciting. Um, yeah. Everyone go give them a follow, go check out their stuff, give them a listen, leave a good review. Um, yeah, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can definitely do that. We're at uh, Surfer Screen on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Papa Drew Bear. Um, the show, I think, is only going to continue to be on Spotify and not on Apple because Apple is weird now. Um, Apple ha- has to... had some problems within the last like three weeks. We had two of our episodes that would not go up, and I had to contact support and everything to get it worked. Like yeah. Apple's having some problems right now, so hopefully... they won't let me. The issue with Apple that I'm having for this podcast is that it's not letting me submit the podcast for review. Oh shit! Um, and I think it might be because of them switching everything over to subscription based. Yeah, I don't know. Which. I feel like no one really does that unless you're like on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. Apple's just been kind of a pain in my ass, but my plan is to get this podcast on like pocket casts. Okay, um, cool. Because I feel like a lot of people have listened on pocket pocket casts a lot. 
Uh, but I am finding that majority of people actually who have Spotify accounts, like if their if their podcast is on Spotify, like yeah, that's right. I listen, listen to all Spotify. mine at Spotify. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, but we'll work on it, and I'll try to keep people updated and whatnot. But um, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening. See you in a couple weeks with another movie. Bye.